Krishna. Welcome to the Unthinking Podcast. In today's podcast, we have Riyas. Uh, he's a close friend of mine since uh, school days. He was outside India when the COVID pandemic uh, broke out. Uh, and so I thought we should hear from him on his experiences. Uh, he is one of those guys who gets paid to keep traveling around the world. Uh, so I'll, I'll let Riyas introduce himself. Hey Chris, good morning uh, to you and to your viewers. Hope all things are fine and safe there. So let me introduce myself. My name is Riyas. I work as a seaman. I work on board ship as a chief engineer, which means I head the engineering department. In a ship, there are various departments like navigation, engineering, catering. And I belong to the engineering department. I head a team which manages all the machinery equipments, cargo equipments, and day-to-day running of the ship's maintenance and related activities. So, I've been in, on board for past 15 years. And uh, as a chief engineer, I have completed four ships. So, I travel around the world. It's been an adventure and uh, adventurous, uh, exciting journey so far. So that's about me shortly. Okay, I mean, it, it, it's something probably what uh, everyone wants to do, to keep uh, traveling around the world and getting paid. Yeah! <laughs> yes, Krish. I, uh, I agree to that everyone is so excited about traveling around the world and getting paid at the same time. But it is not uh, as it sounds. Uh, the traveling part is still, it is done when done on board. It's not so exciting as it sounds because uh, we are, uh, we have to complete our job. It's a tough life there on board ship. It's not as easy as it sounds and it's not for everyone. Well, having said that, yes, I have had my good times. I had my experiences and challenges. So, it's been good so far. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, your pictures, uh, you know, in, in Europe and uh, in uh, somewhere in the desert, I think. I don't know where that is. On a camel. Uh, probably the camel one was from Egypt when I signed off a ship and uh, Europe I think it was Paris when I got a chance uh, to go around it was during a transit that the flight gap was really high some nine hours and I having a Schengen visa I uh, made use of those opportunities whichever comes my way so I did it Usually, getting a chance to go out, uh, roam around is uh, is getting uh, difficult nowadays. Not be, uh, pre this COVID, also it's difficult because each and every country has rules and regulations which must be strictly adhered to. 
there are some uh, semen friendly ports where not much of a paperwork is required but some ports like saudi uh, probably pakistan they have a lot of rules to or disembark they don't allow it usually unless it's an emergency circumstances so do you have a different uh, visa or uh, i mean is there a separate visa for seamen for a seamen uh, while joining and disembarking we have an okay to board usually we don't have a visa uh, while some countries uh, the visa requirement is mandatory like the us australia some most of the countries uh, like singapore european countries they don't necessarily require a visa they want an okay to board and uh, as for a seaman's documentation is concerned passport uh, and cdc a cdc is a uh, stands for continuous discharge certificate it is a certificate which every seaman who goes on board must have irrespective of the rank so this is required as a mandatory document and this gives us an opportunity to serve on board plus it is the documentation which is tells the authorities of various countries that we are protected under the indian government and under the seamen law we are a seamen and we are unique category so in these countries that you said uh, which is kind of seamen friendly you you can just go out out of the airport is it or for sightseeing uh depends uh, there are uh, ports where on arrival at the port the authorities do come on board and they issue a pass based on our cds and passport they just take once and they issue a pass we can take the pass away sometimes the pass has a duration maximum time like 3 hours 5 hours and there are some countries like jordan where you don't need to have a pass you can just go out and come you need to just have the cdc and that will be all interesting so um so 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 the yeah, coming back to your uh, europe uh, travel I, i mean for for the listeners uh so there there's some there's, there's a group of a couple of us uh, from school so we kind of plan a uh, international trip every year um so i think it was the last year or i don't remember the year before that we were uh, i think it was two years back that uh, that the euro trip was planned but unfortunately i was on board at that time and i couldn't make it i i think it was around may that we were planning to go uh, as a group and riya said he cannot come and he was quite disappointed about it Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm still disappointed. Uh, but however, I I I think sometime in April he started posting pictures uh, across Europe wherever he was and he said, "Hey man, look you you guys are like paying and coming here and then I'm here for free." <gasps> yeah, but I it was not the actual case uh, because you see on board that ship uh, while I was yes, I was sailing through Europe at that time. I had only one opportunity to go out that too in Israel uh, and it was just uh, inside the port limits I was not allowed as outside so you just see how it works there are several ship in this 15 years uh, at least 70% of the ships which I have done I have never uh, left the ship during the du- uh, 
my contract period it's only during sign off that i went out of course to join the to uh, catch the flight so it is like that being on board and uh, getting an opportunity is uh, purely a matter of luck and depending on the type of ship you are in i work on board tankers people who work on board bulk carriers have a much better chances of going uh, around the world like going to the port actual uh, but we uh, but for a lesser pay the bulk carrier which is uh, under a category of dry fleet they get uh, more opportunity but they get paid less i get paid more because i work on board tankers but my ships don't go to a those nice ports which usually happen the the fleets are you have tankers we have tankers uh, which comes under the wet fleet In the dry fleet we have containers we have roro roro means roll on roll off so basically uh, automobile carriers we have cattle ships we have uh, bulk carriers ore carriers so there are a lot of uh, options when you go to the dry fleet in wet fleet we have crude oil carriers Uh, chemical carriers uh, and even uh, other gas carriers is a separate section so solid liquid and gas all of that <laughs> and of course the cruise ship yes of course those are called the passenger ship and uh, uh, they are a different uh, category altogether they require different uh, uh, exams and uh, trainings so it's uh, unique there okay Yeah that's what I I I I recollect I think the last year we guys were in uh, Barcelona and then I think your ship had not yet come to the port but it was anchored somewhere in Barcelona and we had actually gone to a a place where we could kind of oversee and there were like probably around 10 oversee and you did uh, take up a snap and sent it to me making me really surprised that we were so close but still exactly so, so that that was irony we, we were all planning to go together rias couldn't make it and uh, it so happened that our schedule was such that we were in barcelona and then uh, it, it it was actually drizzling we were at this place i don't remember i don't recall recall like the name of the place so we we, we had we, this was like upper mountain we had climbed there and then we were like looking and then we have you found like six to eight uh, ships and we kind of knew one of those is where uh, rias is so it was so close yet we couldn't uh... i even tried my side with uh, binoculars but <laughs> i wish you people were gigantic <laughs> enough to trace out but the thing is that's what i i was trying to say chris it's all about the luck you people were there in barcelona i was in the same place maybe few nautical miles away but i was at the anchor and my ship could not get the go ahead for uh, the port uh, arrival so uh, i couldn't see you it could have been magical right if we could have yeah, met absolutely. at that time so we could that's that's how shipping works people should not be uh, coming in a belief that uh, going around the world is having fun it's different for Uh, a passenger when you go for as a family trip or a friends trip it's different when you take it up as a profession because uh, the our work comes first i no one will be thinking whether we are arriving in such a port so will will we be getting a chance to go out 
we'll have lot to think about whether the cargo operation will be smooth whether the machinery will be working whether the standby machinery is ready uh, whether there'll be any inspection whether, whether the port state control will come in so we'll be occupied with those thoughts okay and and uh, so where were you when the pandemic uh, broke when the pandemic broke i was in a place called uh, senegal i was in a country called senegal and i was uh, i was in its capital uh, state called dakar now this dakar is where we were uh, dry docked what does dry dock mean so as as per uh, regulations governing the shipping uh, uh, shipping industry every ship has to go to a dry dock every 5 years there will be an interim dry dock every 2 and 1/2 years and the fifth dry dock the fifth year there will be a dry dock which is a major dry dock so what happens here is all maintenance activities which is focused on the hull of the ship and also machineries equipments cargo gear which we cannot do on board when during sailing time it will be done during the course of dry dock so there will be maintenance work there will be hull inspection class inspection class means the governing uh, authority designated governing authority of the ship so all these maintenance activities will be happening during the course of dry dock there will be the water will be will be inside a locked gates water will be pumped out so ship will be dry and then yeah, all these uh, activities which i mentioned uh, now will be going on so is that like a holiday time for all of you all no it is the highly hectic part of the contract if there are people who once they come to know that the ship is going to dry dock they will uh they will not sign the contract they will tell look i am not joining this ship they will regret to join so it is that difficult the work may be going on 24 by 7 there will be non stop because some people will be flying off flying in from germany some from the us because uh, of the uh, specified equipment they are uh, planned to work some will arrive at the night and they will start maintenance this dog people will have a 8 to 5 job 8 to 6 uh, but these specialized people and the teams may arrive at any time so it's like 24 into 7 job and you will not have time to cross the gate and uh, typically uh, when you're sailing how long are you in the high seas my contract is for 4 months usually uh, contract depends on what rank you are the higher the rank the lower the number of months you have to complete so it goes that way for a cadet it may be for 9 months for a, a crew crew members like oiler fitter it will be for 9 months for myself it is 4 months so we can see how it works up okay so you are at the top of the ladder yes i have reached the peak now uh, if i have to progress any more i have to leave the ship go to a land or shore based job so you, you said you were in senegal is it uh, during the pandemic yes yeah i was in senegal during the pandemic i had completed my contract and my reliever 
just joined at that time he just joined and on the same day night uh the senegal authorities had closed the airport and uh, my uh disembarkation was cancelled india cancelled their flights too so i was on board living for around 2 months after my com- uh, contract oh so that was pretty close uh, if if uh, your reliever was coming the next day then probably you wouldn't have got relieved at all Yes, yes. Probably I wouldn't be speaking to you now, or maybe you would have heard about me in the news or somewhere. Maybe I was trying to jump off the ship. No, that would have been the state because I was already mentally tired. Dry dock was really demanding. So, when you're typically sailing, and what's the recreational activities that you have? Have like, how's your typical day? typical day is depends on the ship see there are some good ships where the condition is good korean built or uh, japanese or german built there the condition is uh, as a chief engineer i am not a watch keeper a watch keeper has to do work from uh, uh, every 8 hours to 12 hours i should be there whenever it is required or i if it's a sailing time i do usually from 8 to 5 uh, if it's a port activity like we are maneuvering or port we are inside the port then as and when required i am called to the engine room and i plan accordingly okay i mean and what happens in the engine room in engine room basically there is a main engine which is used for propulsion and there are generators used for power production there are several pumps 50 to 100 numbers depending on the ship which is to support these main and auxiliary systems uh, there is a fresh water uh, production system where we use the seawater to uh, process to a fresh water for our domestic and uh, uh, consumption there is a sewage treatment system and uh, there are cargo systems cargo pumps cargo auxiliary systems and there are emergency systems safety systems emergency safety basically a co2 extinguishing system or a firefighting a water based firefighting system depending on the location so we have to manage all these things basically it's a power plant okay so it when you mean the engine room it's actually not just the engine room to propel the ship uh, but when uh, you spoke about even uh, you know the water management and so it it's like everything that is needed yes it is basically a floating uh, land it's like a floating city <gasps> yes all that we require for a living and for the propulsion we have it inside the engine room so w- w- when this uh, pandemic broke i mean how was the situation there in uh, senegal were there people uh, you know affected with covid when the pandemic broke it was uh, somewhat closer to my birthday i think it was a very bad birthday <laughs> and uh, so we 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 left senegal uh, shortly Uh, because uh, now that the pandemic struck i could not uh, disembark we left uh, uh, the dry dock which was in senegal and then we started our routine cargo operation ship went to lagos uh, which is in nigeria and lomé 
the ship was primarily owned by a african owner so which means he does business in the african west african coast which uh, and primarily the countries were uh, nigeria and lome lome was in a country called togo so my ship used to uh, load at uh, lome and this discharge at uh, lagos so that was the routine it was a one and a half day voyage or uh, sometimes not even that so we started our operation while i was uh, having a parallel sailing with my reliever for uh, two months but i had informed my company that i am drained and uh, i felt i am not capable of uh, continuing in my rank which requires a lot of uh, planning and execution and uh, i explained to my company since my reliever is on board he can take over from me and at least i can be given rest and uh, so then what happened uh, after uh, you asked for a relieving my reliever a chief engineer from india he he was kind enough to take over the command of the engine room and uh, he resumed to his duties and i was Uh, helping him wherever i could and wherever he required me to help so like this we were continuing for around 2 months so all this was in the dry dock no we left the dry dock we left the dry dock march and april may we were sailing these 2 months i was having a parallel sailing with him and then uh, how where did you like get, get on to the land i even though i was parallel sailing i was uh, keeping in touch with uh, all those uh, authorities as well as my company and people who could update me about the respective countries status of international flights i could not get a positive vibe from uh, anywhere because all those news came negative no international flights airports remain closed lockdown extended there was none of the news sounded good my company advised me to stay on board until something positive comes up at least there is some evacuation plans from india or they open up few selected flights to selected routes till now i i was advised to stay on board the ship because it's safer right we cannot take a chance going to country where things were going bad to us so i stayed on board for these two months on and may end towards may end i got a news that india was planning evacuation flights and they named it uh, one day bharat mission shortly called vbm flights so i decided that it's time for me to get down in nigeria and stay at a hotel and uh, work on this so that i may get a seat back home and that is what i did may 31st i signed off from my ship after two months of uh, parallel sailing which included a total of eight months of uh, total time on board i disembarked from the ship may 31st and uh, I came. I was uh, kept in a hotel in Lagos, Nigeria. You seem to be uh, sure about the dates. Yes, of course, <laughs> because that was the most important day of my life. I never thought I could get down from that ship, uh, witnessing those conditions uh, prevailing in those countries. 
I knew when I got down and I remember even the time. It was 1500. Oh! Oh! <laughs> so, so uh, were you uh, alone in uh, Laos? I was with two other persons who joined the dry dock. These two persons were not my colleagues. But they joined in Ray Dog as a part of uh, inspection. They were on board with me for two months and uh, I disembarked with them. Okay. And uh, you guys uh, stayed put uh, in Laos for a couple of days, is it? No, we stayed for uh, 17 days. From uh, 1st to 31st to 16th of uh, June. over the course of time we used uh, various resources uh, social media mails everything to communicate and uh, follow the steps necessary to get ourselves inside those flights initially we planned for a charter flight uh, we teamed up with some non uh, seamen persons who were in nigeria to make up a team and uh, do all that is necessary to plan for evacuation right which we ourselves can play can pay and then uh, indian government had uh, uh, instructed us that uh, charter flights will not be possible unless and until those one day bar admission flights are uh, completed and done they had seven flights Uh, from nigeria to india and uh, to various uh, cities delhi mumbai trivandrum to name a few when we got this news we my together with these two persons uh, registered ourselves in the embassy and uh, followed few steps uh, which ensured us we get a seat and then we made it at last so i mean uh, when all this was happening what was the general uh, feeling for you and your inmates the general feeling to be frank is we feared that what will happen to us if we get positive for this uh, covid in nigeria that was the fear we had because we were living in a hotel yes we were isolated to some extent that is not all uh, how how what will happen to us once we are uh, stuck inside the foreign country because most of the foreign countries declare that they are not going to help us we are not that liable they have much uh, important jobs to be done because they have to care their own country this was the most uh, uh, thing that most important thing that we should be disease free we should not even get a light fever which may be due to some other issue it was a sensitive thing so <clears throat> second thing we were uh, focusing on was to get a seat on those there were 7000 who applied for a uh, 250 seats i think just like our engineering uh, exam where uh, there are so many but only a few pass so these two were our uh, primal fear so how was all this um, uh, communication uh, done like when you wanted to apply for a seat was it all online or you had to physically go uh, for the charter flight thing i had to physically go because it requires uh, me to you know, lead the team and make myself visible to all those uh, higher authorities so that they will take up our cause 
but for the other one the vande bharat mission i didn't have to go physically i used various uh, emails and social media platforms to communicate to get updated to do the required uh, necessary filling of forms these things were done completely online i had to go only once to pay the charges the flight charges that that was it so chartered flight would should have must be a very expensive affair no what we observed was crash that the chartered flight was much cheaper each passenger was uh, uh, getting 10000 bucks in indian rupees lesser compared to the or uh, the other flight the evacuation flight oh that's interesting the procedure was we made a flight we uh, we had to advance pay to the uh, pilot his aircraft and all those related things and then we must proceed to the authorities with our plan and get their authorization so only authorization came as the parts played by the government the nigerian government okay so which means uh, although these uh, play chartered uh, flights were from pl- private players it actually turned out to be cheaper than uh, taking a normal flight yes yes in my observation that was true and how how big uh, how many seats were uh, there in these chartered flights i were 250 seats both both of uh, them did this was including the middle seat which was occupied okay i was just wondering whether we could use one of it in our next getaway <laughs> so um after you uh, applied uh, for this uh, one day bharat you got the tickets in the first uh, slot is it no there was a delhi flight which we missed out we couldn't get the flight and then we had to make a lot of hue and cry for presenting ourselves basically vande bharat mission shows preference for old people age people people uh, like where like who are ill who need treatment people with uh, like women they child they are shown more preference over uh, normal people like us who are just returning home okay when did you get the flight and uh, how was the flight back the flight back including the whole airport scenario the immigration everything was really scary according to me it was a unique experience but an experience which i or you or any of us would have never seen before and would have would never prefer to go back because the flight which is supposed to be a very happy journey of course we were happy that we are getting back but we were taking risk we had signed even declarations that uh, we accept the risk we are taking it's a closed compartment and uh, there were chances that we could catch up the virus there was high probability and none of the person the passengers were tested for covid to my knowledge so and there were no arrestors coming in there were no meals served we did have a uh some snacks and things but i wouldn't even drink water because i had all the safety gear and uh, i thought for a flight which extended to some 9 hours uh, i just uh, i was just uh, stone cold freezed uh, sitting inside the uh, sitting at my seat and uh, <laughs> 
and i would never move outside it was not a typical journey an enjoyable flight it was a highly uh, scary flight yeah so you were uh, dressed up in all the pp kit is it i myself i had purchased uh, purchased uh, uh, overall the face mask some sanitizer sachets a face shield was provided to me by the airplane itself airplane people so oh i did myself to cover up fully i did my bought overalls myself okay and uh, what happened after you landed in india so after completion of this flight we landed in mumbai at an early hour of some 3 o'clock uh, i had planned that uh, once in mumbai i will uh, take a, i will book a flight to coimbatore on the very same day and then i would depart to my hometown but uh, i was surprised when uh, i landed down and uh, in immediately many things were checked like arogya setu app and uh, some declarations from where we are coming which flight and things like that we were escorted from the flight to the uh, immigration counter and again from immigration counter to uh, uh, table which was divided as per the states uh, tamil nadu there were some nearby states table so they were uh, in sections uh, we were told that we had to be marine mandatory quarantine at a designated a government designated mumbai hotel for a minimum period of 7 days and which will include a covid test and only on declaring covid test negative we can move further to catch a flight but in case we take the rail or the uh, uh, road route to our hometown wherever it is we may go provided we have an e pass but if we are taking the flight route we have to be mandatory quarantine for 7 days so that kind of doesn't make sense uh, so it means that if you have a pass and even if you were actually you know carrying covid that you could actually go in the train or by road uh, whereas if you want to go by flight then you needed a covid test yeah that's an irony because what i observed was people from the nearby states they just hopped in they showed the e pass which already they had with them and they just uh, flew away i mean and we were escorted from the airport to uh, the bus which was waiting for us which left us to our hotel which pre booked from by my company and these persons who had an e pass we who were taking the train and road route they just uh, left a uh, airport free free to go so it is uh, just the loophole of the system and the confusion which still prevails it, it was uh, it was not standardized that what uh, that person how can the person who's going by flight be different from a person going by train all are unsafe anyway right so the rule must be common but uh, this is how it works and uh, i chose the air route because uh, uh, when i spoke to my company about it uh, 
they advised uh, they won't be taking any responsibility if i take the train route or the road route uh they won't be which means i will lose my insurance i will lose uh, lose their overall support and charges i might have to pay for the travel as well as the hotel if something happens so i uh, just i was escorted to my hotel and uh, my seven day quarantine began so how was your other uh, colleagues who came with you were they also in the same hotel colleagues where they were in the same hotel they were put in the same room we three were in the same room for one or two days i think uh, yeah one day we were in the same room because uh, rooms were not available in mumbai people were i could see uh, our uh, reception infested with so many people waiting for the room and people were on all those uh, were grouped in a single room i complained this about to my company and then somehow i got a room changed and yes they were staying with me for some two days when one of those uh, uh, team person decided to take the tra- train route he uh, he took a knee pass and uh, he was going to kochi kerala and he took the train route and uh, he went back to home while we two, we two stayed uh, continuing our uh, quarantine in the mumbai hotel okay so was he tested uh, negative and then he went on the train no no he uh, the test uh, was for on the 6th day if you are staying for 7 day test was done on the 6th day and seventh day you will get the result that's how it was designed but the person who was who left left on the second day he he was uh, very much uneasy uh, uh, about the fact that uh, what will happen if we are tested covid positive if it test covid positive on the sixth day or the seventh day what will be our uh, state in spite of uh, his company and myself advising him not to take up uh, an action everything will be all right but still he was uneasy uh, and uh, he had to go and god bless he reached home safely and he was in quarantine in kerala so so which means uh, when you are staying in the hotel uh, you could like move around uh, there was no restriction to any movement there was absolutely no restriction to movement because hotel authorities were not responsible for our uh, health or our uh, present scenario it was the business and they were uh, just uh, doing the duty what i observed was every day there was a, a police who would come to the hotel to check where the persons are and uh, whether everyone is present in the hotel uh, and uh, a health uh, representative would come and ask if someone has any favor or something from the from the mumbai uh, health department so these things were happening but other than that uh, there was no restrictions i could see people moving around so uh, after your test what happened and how did you get back home i did my test on the 6th uh, day and uh, the same day i got the result as covid negative i was really happy about it i informed my company the same they told me to book a flight to coimbatore i booked a flight via hyderabad which had a stopover at hyderabad and then 
I came home. Uh, I arrived at Coimbatore Airport. Uh, the journey was much better. It was an Indigo flight. Uh, they had given me overalls, including the face mask and uh, face shield, everything. It was a better flight, uh, short flight, and sweet one. I when I arrived at Coimbatore Airport. i was taken in by one more surprise i knew about this but uh, the authorities at the coimbatore airport told me that every person who arrives in coimbatore via flight must undergo one day hotel quarantine uh, and they'll be tested on the airport on arrival and when on completion of this test they'll be taken to airport, uh, hotel and when the result of this covid comes as negative they'll be allowed to go home for a continuation of 14 day quarantine so this is what i was informed in the coimbatore airport and uh, so did you have to uh, stay in the one day quarantine and take another test so what i did uh, basically was i met the in charge and explained my present status that i had just did a covid test one day before and i am negative and i i had an e pass too where i had mentioned everything my arrival from lagos my profession my journey all those details which was required and uh, on uh, checking with my covid negative test report they took my details as to where i stay and where my home is so then they granted me exemption and uh, they allowed me to proceed to my home uh, without any covid test or one day quarantine in hotel my god that must have been such a relief after yes yes there were moments where i could not express in words it was like after some 8 and a half months to 9 months of struggle i was wondering whether all these things were for real whether i am alive and uh, whether really god had blessed me so much I, i was alive i was happy and i was going i was in my hometown now at least whatever happens it will be in my hometown right it will be somewhere here not in nigeria or not in mumbai Def- definitely not somewhere outside my home and outside the country that would have been uh, really difficult really impossible task so that was a moment to remember the, and i would remember until i live this is a, this was such a moment if i put myself in your shoes i can kind of you know feel the different uh, emotion and the anxiety that you would have felt till you actually reached home yes krish uh, it was uh, it was surely a misadventure but all well, all things are well with sense well right we need the ending to be happier and i see life much more uh, in a better perspective now i know what it means to be uh, having a little bit of uh, happiness uh, how precious moments are when i am at home a seaman knows this very well because we spend most of the life on uh, sea shores where we don't see anything at all we just see some blue roofs. skies above and the sea below we surely cherish our families and moments which we spend uh, on land and this is surely it's like a second life to me krish 
uh, i really believe it to be that way and god has surely blessed me my prayers are that uh, all of us who are suffering there are thousands and thousands of them who are in uh, uh, other countries as we all know are still waiting for a journey back home i hope uh, that dream come true and uh, we are out of this pandemic yeah i think on that note we can end the podcast but rias knowing you uh, you know you you do a lot of uh, uh, other things other than work so would you like to like share to the uh, listeners on what are your other creative acts yeah yeah creative acts you got the point so i do act in short movies uh, it was uh, something i was passionate about for a very long time i've acted in two movies and third one was to be done but, but it could not see the light of the day due to this pandemic uh, these two movies are tamil movies it's 5 to 6 minutes and uh, they are very meaningful movies and one of them is is called digika the other one infected digika digika stands for digital kalyanam digital kalyanam in digital marriage uh, it tells how the groom goes towards the bride and how the situation unfolds when groom's uh, father insists on everything to be made uh, online so it's a very funny but very meaningful movie the other one is called infected where parents they go in for a park they lose their child and what happens after that how the same uh, mobiles and the net these systems are used to track the child again back bring happiness again and how we must use our uh, resources like mobile and online platforms more judiciously it's it's explained in that 5 minute movie areas where can they find these uh, are they available in youtube yes these are basically youtube videos i would share to you those links you can even search it uh, infected short film and digica short film and further coming on that uh, lines of extra activities uh, of lately i have started a youtube channel my channel is called ricks 360 and it uh, it's based on travel food and lifestyle i would uh, request your viewers to look into my videos and please share and uh, subscribe to my channel further i have plans to make some really interesting videos how a life of a seaman is what all we have to face what food we eat how we sleep where, where how our living standards are all these things will be made as a video on my youtube channel so i would suggest uh, and request your uh, viewers to do subscribe to it so that they will not miss out on that great yes uh, so i will leave uh, all your uh, links in the show description so the listeners can go ahead and uh, look at it and follow you thanks rich thanks a lot for having me in and uh, i uh, gave me an opportunity to share uh, these things which uh, which hardly happens and uh, i i pray that all of us are safe soon and uh, this pandemic will be over we'll be happy again we'll be free to move and we will continue with our crazy trips which uh, took a toll <laughs> so 
let's hope that uh, let's hope and pray everything is uh, fine so stay home stay, stay safe and uh, god bless us all bye take care thank you riyas thank you for listening in if you like my podcast do share it among your friends and family that goes a long way in motivating me to continue with new episodes if you haven't subscribed yet please do so you can reach me on my website unthinking.org